Vegetarian Zen, episode number 21. Larissa's warming up for our podcast. I'm going to sneak up on her. She's such a dork. Squirrely, 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 squirrel. You are awesome. You can do this. You're awesome. Ready? Let's do it. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, veg owners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa, and I'm awesome. And she's all warmed up. I am. I am Not all that we would up. know. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you were spying on me again, weren't you? <laughs> okay, well, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. This is episode number 21, and today we'll be talking about buying organic. Organic, and that is something that is becoming more and more important for us as we go along here, because... Uh, Factory farming is such a huge industry, and you know these huge farms use pesticides and herbicides and hormones when, and all hormones, sorts of right? Exactly, and antibiotics for animals, and and there are just so many bad things that are being put into our foods, and you know all of the things that we're learning about. We want to kind of make sure that everybody else is understanding the same type of things that we're learning. Yeah, we're hoping to <clears throat> to give you guys some facts to help you better make sense of all of this labeling stuff and what's organic versus natural and all that. Right, and it can be very confusing. Yes. Okay, but before we um, get into that, let's go ahead and start with a few updates. All right. Well, we do have one new uh, iTunes rating and review, and that is from K.F. Peters. And KF, since I don't know if that's Kristen or Kevin, mm -hmm. uh, KF says, great for beginners. Like so many of us, these gals have decided to stop eating meat. That's the easy part. The now what question is a little harder. Larissa and Vicky attempt to provide answers to that question and do an admirable job. I've been eating a starch diet based on the John A. McDougall program, but I've found Indian cuisine covers this and adds lots of flavor, too. Excellent. So that's awesome. Yeah, that thank is. you. Thank you so much. So for what does that, that make? Twenty-two um, five-star ratings? I don't know. I think it's twenty-two. Uh, if it's not, it's close to that. Yeah, something something close to that. Well, thank you so much, KF Peters. We really appreciate you taking time out to leave a rating, a very thoughtful review as well. And again, if you haven't done so, we would greatly appreciate you getting out to iTunes and doing that for us because it helps other people find us. We have slipped off the new and noteworthy because there's a time limit for that. And unfortunately, we're kind of lost amongst some other health and nutrition uh, podcasts. So we would greatly appreciate you helping bump us up in those. Yeah, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. Now, the second thing I'm going to talk a little bit about is it's not really an event or an update. Well, maybe it's an update. But today, which is October, what is this? What's the date today? 27th that we're recording. Larissa and I joined Weight Watchers online. Mm -hmm. And we did that because, and it's really funny because I, at the very first podcast, I mentioned that Larissa and I had lost uh, about 100 pounds together a couple of years ago on a, another popular diet plan. 
but um, we it was very expensive to keep up, and so we started to do it on our own, and we've kept a lot of it off, mm-hmm. but it's starting to slowly creep back. And again, as we've mentioned, being a vegetarian or vegan does not mean that you're automatically going to be a stick because portion control is still a big thing. And there are a lot of things that are vegan and vegetarian that aren't very good for you. Right. And if you look back to one of our previous podcasts, uh, we've got a podcast about how to avoid being a junk food vegetarian, which is something that I do struggle with. Yeah, and, we uh, both do. And yeah. so we now we've been doing a lot better. Obviously, this has helped us a lot of what we talk about. We do. So mm-hmm. and and that's how this podcast even came to be because there were things we started to do. So we are definitely a lot better off than we were a few years ago, but we both recognize that we're still not at the weight we want to be at. So we decided to go ahead and try Weight Watchers online and I did some research first to see if it was vegetarian, vegan friendly, because I know that the traditional Weight Watcher stuff that I've seen, like cookbooks and stuff, tend to have like meat, like Mm -hmm. chicken and turkey and such. And so I wanted to make sure. And so I got out on some discussion boards and there were some vegans and vegetarians that were saying it was very vegan friendly. As a matter of fact, uh, there's a point system, in case you're not familiar with the Weight Watchers uh, program. And essentially it kind of does the calorie counting for you Mm because I've done that in the past as well before right. and we both kind of we just don't keep that up it's right. very right. we tried it on live strong and it just doesn't um it's not a very appealing system so this is kind of like they do the calorie counting for you and just give you like broad type points um and so we are uh the point system though like Obviously, if it's something that's not as good for you, it has more points. And the stuff that's healthier for you has less points. So like uh, vegetables and fruits have zero points. Mm -hmm. So that's good because you can eat. It encourages you, in other words, to eat those. So Right. And then I I didn't I haven't had a chance to look through the entire program um, yet. But it's it seems to me like I saw that you can earn points for exercising. Yeah, it's so something like can, that. You have activity points. Right, mm-hmm. so you can have those added back to your your total daily uh, food point allowance, right. I guess. Yeah. So anyways, we'll be updating you guys on how our progress is coming along. Again, we've, we're not looking for anything quick to do this. We want to do it, you know, it's... Your health is definitely a marathon, not a sprint. The sprints rarely work in the long term. So right. we decided to give this a shot, and we will update you and let you know how that's going. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Okay, well, with that, let's go ahead and dive into our main topic today. Okay, so when and why to buy organic fruits and vegetables. And again, as we were saying, this is something that's that's becoming more and more important now because of the larger and larger amount of factory farming. And, and now keep in mind that this is not just fruits and vegetables that organic applies to. It applies to meats as well. I mean, we don't, we don't eat yeah. meat. We don't, you know, we still do eat some eggs. Um, but it does also apply to meat and dairy products and, and everything. So first let's start off kind of with a little definition. So what's the difference between organic and conventionally grown foods. And if you if you go to Whole Foods, um, that's how they label them is, you know, you'll see um, some lemons here and some lemons in the bin next to it. And you'll see one says organic and one says conventional. So that's that's the the conventional ones are just regular uh, how they've been doing it for, you know, the commercial farms been doing it forever. Yeah. So, um, and so when I think conventional, 
automatically I think chemicals, mm-hmm. pesticides, mm-hmm. fertilizers, synthetic insecticides, yeah, right. antibiotics like for mm-hmm. yeah for animals, and that's pretty much the definition, right? Right for conventional. So uh, conventional, we're talking just like you said, uh, fertilizers for growing plants. Okay, synthetic insecticides to prevent disease and pests. Uh, synthetic herbicides for weeds and uh, you know plants that you don't want to grow and then for animals it also involves giving antibiotics growth hormones medications um, to help you know prevent disease and encourage growth which is just totally unnatural mm-hmm. um, and then on the other side we have organic and it's basically everything that that I just said just, do the complete opposite. So, <laughs> so it's natural. <laughs> right, it's natural. It's um, using natural fertilizers, uh, compost, manure um, for the soil and plants, and that's you know to augment the soil and, and help the roots and, and to help plants grow naturally instead of using uh, chemical insecticides, use uh, plants that kind of complement each other, um, grow plants that are more susceptible to pests away from other plants. That's a good way to kind of separate them out. So if you have a problem, it's isolated and uh, doesn't contaminate and infect all your other good plants, good, mm-hmm. cl- good crops. And it's also about using uh, natural pesticides, right? Like right. Uh, beneficial insects, like right. ladybugs and Ladybugs, birds. right, right. Um, in fact, you can buy large quantities of ladybugs to put in your garden to help control aphids and other pests. And the, it doesn't harm the ladybugs because it, it doesn't. You're not killing ladybugs in order to kill other other pests. Uh, the ladybugs take take care of the insect problem, the the pest problem, and then they go. Yeah, one of my uh, coworkers said he uses this for his garden, and because he has a he doesn't use pesticides. He said it's actually pretty cool to see them, like, go and munch. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, aphids, but, yeah, you know. Okay. All right. Oh, and then um, talking about instead of using chemicals for weeds and plant yeah. control, uh-huh. invasive plants, uh, there are a couple things that you can do for this. Rotate your crops, uh, till your soil to make sure that the, the weeds don't, take root in between your plantings Uh, and then also weed by hand or mulch or you know put down some uh weed um what is it called weed the weed mats yes weed mat. thank you to help those that works pretty good by the way yeah it's kind of a pain to cut but it worked pretty well right worked well around our bushes right and then just um uh make sure you till first to help prevent the weeds from coming and then cover it and and it'll help you a lot Okay, so how do you know when something's organic? All right, check the label. Okay. Okay, and read ingredients. I was going to say, we've heard stories about, and I I still don't get how they can get away with this a lot Mm. of times. I mean, labeling things as organic or or green or natural. Right, and we'll talk about natural versus organic in a little bit, too. Okay, so let's Um. talk about organic or not. Okay. Now, when we're talking about regulation, this is a USDA that's regulating this. And the USDA, United States Department of Agriculture, has come up with in the past, I don't know when the program started, but uh, a certification program for organic products. 
And so basically what this does is they have a, a system that regulates how foods are grown, how they're processed after they're harvested, how they're uh, and processed and handled, how they're packaged and how they're marketed. And in order to be USDA organic, and, ha- and I'm sure you've seen that little sticker or that little green and white label, um, the little circle, it mm-hmm. says USDA organic on it. On You can see that on um, just single, single item foods like, uh, like um, uh, produce or on packaged, packaged goods like flour or crackers or cookies or anything that's packaged. So what this... This seal means is that it's USDA organic uh, organic certified. If you have something that's a single ingredient food, like a fruit or vegetable or eggs or anything like that, then um, they are automatically 100% organic uh, and can carry that USDA seal. Um, now, of course, when I say automatically 100% organic, that's if they're organic grown. I mean, you can't just slap a seal on on that. But if it says that, and it has that seal, it's 100% organic because there's only one ingredient. Okay. Okay. Uh, for food products, for processed foods or packaged foods that have more than one ingredient, um, the USDA has several, several um, levels of certification. So 100% organic would be this basically the same as a single ingredient where all of the uh, ingredients that go into that product are... 100% so let's just organic. say it's like a cereal. So I have a breakfast mm-hmm. cereal with like uh, flaxseed mm-hmm. and nuts mm-hmm. and uh, you know different, right. grains, different grains and such. And so I should see, so when that if that said 100% organic, mm-hmm. every one of those ingredients is certified organic. Right, and it'll USDA say that. Organic. It'll say that in the ingredient list itself. Mm-hmm. It'll say organic blueberries, organic uh, quinoa, organic rice. You know, it'll say that in the ingredients. Um, Okay, so that's 100% organic. Just to to be labeled organic, uh, they have to be, the products have to be at least 95% organic ingredients. Okay. Okay. Um, And then there's another, now either one of these, the first two, can use that seal. That little green and white seal. Okay. okay. And we'll have a copy of that on our right. website. Right. Well, that'll be on our website. Okay. So this next one cannot use that seal. Okay. But it can say, if you have a product that says um, on the packaging, made with organic ingredients, what that means is that this product contains at least 70% organic ingredients. Okay. But again, they can't use that seal. Okay. Okay. Now, any product that has less than 70% organic ingredients cannot use, according to the USDA certification, cannot use the word organic on their packaging or in their marketing or use the seal. But if they do have some organic ingredients, they can list in their, their ingredient list organic corn. Okay, but they okay. can't call themselves organic. No, okay. no. So if you've got something that has uh, six ingredients and one of them is organic, you know, you can put in the ingredients list um, organic corn and then the rest of the regular non-organic ingredients. But you can't call that organic. Okay, so just to sum it up, as long as people are playing by the rules, mm-hmm. if it's got a seal on it, then it's at least 95% 
organic, yeah, right? Exactly. Now, if it says made with organic ingredients, mm-hmm. it's got to be at least 70%, 70% organic. Right. And if you don't see anything, you still want to flip it over because mm-hmm. there might be some organic ingredients right. in there, but they can't say made with organic ingredients unless it's 70%. Right. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. And then as, as we mentioned earlier, organic and natural is not the same thing. And that's where a lot of these manufacturers will get you. Mm -hmm. And they've gotten me before. You know, before we started all of this, I would look at something and say, oh, look, it's It's natural. Natural Natural peanut butter. Nature Valley granola bars are a huge culprit. Nature Valley is one of the biggest, and I I can't think of their parent company, but they're one of the biggest users and supporters of GMO. Mm -hmm. And um, And they like to put natural on stuff. And proponents of uh, anti GMO labeling legislation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, I, I've stopped buying. I used to buy them. We used to eat them. Yeah, and we're going to do a podcast on mm-hmm. GMOs dedicated to that, probably within the next one or two podcasts. Right, we'll right. Yeah, especially with really this Im- one. Yeah, because that's really important to know. It's it's a big, mm-hmm. I mean, especially when you work so hard to take care of your body and you really think you're doing right by it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, these things get put into your food and you really have a right to know that right. what's getting in your body. I mean, GMOs are banned in certain countries. So in lots of countries. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's funny. I find that the more that I learn, the more incensed I am when I see these companies and there's so many, and we've stopped eating so many brands, you mm-hmm. know? And I mean, there, you can take it to, drastic drastic extremes and we were having this conversation the other day where i told vicky i said you know i i see all these brands and i read these articles and then i see them in the store and you have to kind of pick and choose um because i don't think that either one of us is to the point where we're going to be little house on the prairie Mm. um we don't have that much time and that much you know to to devote to that but that said, there are so many options now for non-GMO organic um, foods that yeah. you can have. And here's my thing: I'm even if you're gonna put it in there, okay? I, I get it. We have to be, you know, there's competition and all that. And okay, if that's what you're, and that's an excuse. I'm not, I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying that's an excuse. Um, well, don't fight legislation, mm-hmm. hide it from mm-hmm. people. Because right. I, as a consumer, have a right to know what I'm putting into my body. Right. So I have a bigger problem. I mean, I don't expect them to advertise it, but um, I think that they should definitely, you know, that legislation that's that's got, you know, where they want to be transparent mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Um, uh, consumers, consumers right. they need to... Stop fighting that to me. When I that makes me angry when right. I see that they're trying to hide it from you. Right, right, and that yeah, well, definitely, and and that makes me not buy their products. Yes, you know? yes. Um, well, it tells me two things. It tells me that they don't care about their consumers and that they're using GMOs. Yeah. <laughs> so um, okay, but anyway, let's get back to organic versus natural. Um, if you have foods that are labeled having quote natural ingredients and you know you'll see these big labels splashed on the the boxes and it says na- all natural ingredients right um okay well that's natural as defined by the manufacturer um and so they get to make up what natural they get, right right <laughs> and there's usually nothing organic about them uh-huh. um and oh, you mean natural this, Natural, yes. And then the same thing... Right, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, organic. Oh, I got you. Right, yeah. If it says natural, 
there's there's usually nothing organic mm. about it. Gotcha. Um, it's just the manufacturer. That's why I was reading an article that natural could be like natural color on the bag. I mean, yeah. something right. like, you know, right. they can define it however they want. Exactly. And then uh, a couple other examples of this are when something says hormone-free or free-range. Um, those are considered natural, but not necessarily organic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you have eggs and they say free-range, okay, well, that's admirable. That's great. Um, but you want to look for things that say uh, fed with non-GMO corn. That's what I was going to um, say, because they could still be pumping them with hormones right. and exactly. stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so you really kind of need to look into that. And I, I found that the best way to do that is just do a little research. Um, if you're if you're concerned about that kind of thing with, with eggs or with dairy, if you, if you eat dairy, then go and do a little research on the companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't advise going to the company website. I would advise going to a yeah. watchdog group or something that, uh, uh, and, and you can look at the, the environmental working group is the watchdog group that does the um, list of organic, what you should buy organic and what you don't need to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, groups like that are good places to go. Yeah, just non-biased. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so... Okay, so the next thing then to consider is, or are organic foods more nutritious? And kind of the jury is still out on this. I've done some reading, and there are ongoing studies to, to try and figure out, well, do you get more nutrition if the foods are not organic? Now, this is talk- when we talk about nutrition, we're talking about minerals, vitamins, vitamin that- A, vitamin right, mm-hmm. right, not um, is it better for you, but overall, but do you get more nutritional value from it? And uh, so, like I said, there are studies that are being conducted now. Nothing has conclusively come back one way or the other. Um, But to my mind, I just don't think that it is really that important. Uh, It's certainly not going to come back that organic food is less nutritious than Mm -hmm. conventional food. You mean the results aren't that important. Right. The results are not that important. And like I said, I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna show that organic food is less nutritious than yeah. conventional. Well, minimally, you're not ingesting pesticides, right? Exactly, <laughs> and hormones. You're you not know, ingesting. Whatever. You're not ingesting chemicals. Um, you're not. You're you're helping make create a more sustainable environment. And I mean, those things alone. That's improving your body. That's improving the environment. So, like I said, if it comes back that organic bananas are exactly the same nutritional value as conventional bananas who cares mm-hmm. you know i mean if it comes back that they're better great but i don't i don't really care yeah but from the aspect of they're healthier for you though because they don't have the pesticides yes. and things yes. sprayed all over they're them, healthier so. for you no matter what nutritional is mm-hmm. whatever but yeah Healthier, and yes. bananas is a bad example for me because I hate bananas. <laughs> I am. I love bananas. <laughs> All right. Well, you can have my bananas. Okay. okay. So what about some cons of organic food? Okay. Well, and this is this is the most common thing that you hear people say is it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Yep. It, it really is true. Um, you're paying. And, and here's the thing. Organic, most organic produce uh, is grown by smaller farmers smaller groups and that's more expensive and so you're paying for that and you're also paying for your health 
So to me, it's worth it. And I know that not everybody can afford to buy everything organic. Uh, and we'll talk about down down a little further in our, our talk, um, some things that are, if you have to kind of pick and choose, which ones are better. Yeah, and I think what's important here too is that what you were just saying, it's costlier because, you know, it's costlier to make, mm-hmm. right? But the way I look at it is our money, we're voting with our money. Mm-hmm. And when you support people that are creating products that are good for us and that are very transparent about how they make their products, uh, I want to vote for that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't buy from certain companies anymore um, because I don't want to support those companies that want to hide things from us or use things that are dangerous to us. Right, exactly. Okay, so the next uh, con of fresh organic food, and this is referring to produce, is that they they may or they probably will spoil faster uh, because there are no preservatives and no waxes. If you if you look at conventional apples in the store, you see how like nice and red and bright and shiny they are. That's wax. Mm-hmm. You're eating wax, you know, and it's not it won't hurt you. It's not going to clog up your system and not cause, that in itself necessarily. Right, right. Yeah. The the wax is not going to that amount of wax isn't going to really hurt you, but uh, what the wax does is it helps to preserve that because it it keeps. Seal. Elements. It seals them. Yeah, yeah. it does. It keeps, it keeps it keeps the like air and yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Um, so when you have organic, fresh organic foods that are not waxed, they don't have any other type of preservative. Yeah, they're not going to last as long. And mm-hmm. we've noticed that since we started buying organic, they don't last as long. Um, they but that's, don't. But we've noticed too that our isn't it cool to see our refrigerator space and yeah. then also our pantry space right. really because we don't have and we even talked about this in our last podcast. Our recycling has mm-hmm. gone down because we just don't use things in boxes that much mm-hmm. anymore. Right. That's awesome. Right. Plus, um, if it's organic and it, you know it's going to spoil, um, that's probably going to be an impetus for you to eat it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an apple sitting on the counter. I've had it for three days. It's not going to last more than a day more. So I better eat that apple. Yeah. You know, or juice it or something. Yeah. And I kind of I thought of another con as well is that. When you're eating naturally, you don't get the benefit of some of the fruits and vegetables that are manufactured in times when it's really not time for them to be in season. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, that's, but again, I can mm-hmm. wait for that. I don't, right. you know, like we're in getting into kale season now, right? So, right. right. Uh, we'll be getting a lot of kale. And it, to me, it kind of even makes it more of a, awesome that you only get at certain times it's not available all right well it's more of a treat right if you know that in in here in south texas you've got to wait until um march for strawberries yeah you know or april for strawberries then like ooh, strawberry it's almost time for strawberries and then you start thinking oh all the stuff i can do with strawberries and then you know and at heb right now you can go in january and get strawberries from i don't know brazil or somewhere but You know, I mean, you don't know where those are coming from. So, um, and then the other thing about organic food, and this to me is just so petty and so dumb, um, (laughs) but it does put people off. I mean, they're just not as pretty. I mean, See, I think I think that's so subjective, though, because yeah. it's like, well, I, and I have pretty I, in quotes, yeah, I know, air quotes. I know, as far as like all waxed up and everything, like yeah. you said. But uh, I think it's I love that when we go to the farmer's market yeah. and seeing all those veggies out there. I mean, they're so like 
They I think s- they're beautiful. Well, they have so much more personality. Exactly. You know, because, I mean, organic fruits and vegetables may or may not. I mean, I saw, we were at the Pearl Farmer's Market on Saturday, and this one vendor had the biggest okra I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, that thing, they, she had okra as big as my palm. I mean, as long as my, it was crazy. <laughs> as long as my hand. But anyway, so, yeah, they're likely to be smaller Maybe odd-shaped, um, things like that. And, you know, some people don't like that. But, I, yeah, I think it's cool. It's like you can kind of make faces on them and then do little... Never mind. She's giving me faces. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's get into the Dirty Dozen. Okay. And this is what we've been referring to, is uh, the Environmental Working Group, the watchdog group that I was talking about, puts out an annual list of the dirtiest foods and again when we say foods here we're talking produce uh so what they do is and and this list changes from year to year so it's not a it's not a static list because what they do is they analyze the department of agriculture's data about pesticide residues and um then they then they rank uh produce by the amount of pesticides that they are likely to have so uh, what they're saying is that if they switch, if people switch to organic when buying the foods that appear on their dirty dozen list, and I actually think it's more than dozen, more than a dozen, but uh, then you can, if you do this, then you can reduce your exposure to harmful chemicals, pesticides by up to 80%, which is huge, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so let's let's go over just some of the, or the ones that are on the current list the dirty dozen all right so apples celery cherry tomatoes cucumbers and we'll when we get through with this list we'll kind of um give away a little a little secret on how you can a little clue on you know how you can kind of if you don't have this list in front of you kind of uh go buy stuff when you're at the store yeah and just fyi this is more than a dozen yeah it is no i know (laughs) there are some and, and why why that is um is because these are ones that frequently appear on the list. Okay? okay. So every year they do the the dozen, but like I said over and over before, some of them, yeah. right? Okay. It kind of changes. Some of the some years will be different foods depending on what the Department of Agriculture's data says. Okay. Okay. So then uh, where do we leave off? Okay, grapes. Okay, so now we have we have apples, celery, cherry tomatoes, cucumbers, grapes, hot peppers, uh, imported nectarines, peaches, potatoes, strawberries, spinach, sweet bell pepper, kale, collard greens, zucchini, lettuce, and blueberries. Okay, now let's think about it. What, what do all these have in common? They're, if you think about it, they're thin skinned uh, or no skin. Yeah. Leafy greens. Um, celery is a root vegetable you know i mean well it's it's the way you looked at me i thought it was a trick question or something (laughs) (laughs) um apples have a thin skin uh cucumbers grapes and something about grapes is they are grapes are one of the most highly uh treated chemically treated produce wow yeah of anything 
And like people, most people love grapes. Right. I mean, and wine. Yeah. <laughs> so Why do you um, look at me? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was looking at the books behind you. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and then the same thing for peaches. Now potatoes, uh, kind of a double whammy. They're, they're thin skin and they grow in the soil, like completely under. Um, so you get a little bit of a double whammy there. And then of course you have kale, collard greens, lettuce. Those are leafy vegetables. Um, all right. So <clears throat> when you go to the store, look for those kinds of things. You want to buy those organic. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now, on the other hand, the, um, group has a clean 15 list. Okay. So these are produce items, which are generally free of pesticide residues. So you really don't need to buy them organic. And this helps with cost too, because you don't you don't have to go to the store and say, oh gosh, if I need any produce at all, I have to buy it organic. No, I mean any of these, they're probably okay. All right, so we've got uh, organic, uh, organic. We've got onions, sweet corn, pineapple, avocado, asparagus, frozen sweet peas, and I don't know why that would be different, but um, mm. uh, yeah, mango, papayas. Eggplant, cantaloupe, that's domestic cantaloupe. I don't know. I'm not sure where the other, can, you know, imported cantaloupe comes from, but it may be from a country that's regulated. Mm. Um, kiwi, cabbage, watermelon, sweet potatoes, grapefruit, and mushrooms. Okay. And then think about it. I mean, look in, at this list, and most of these have either a husk, um, a thick shell, or something like that that protects the Thick the part skin. that you eat yeah, like avocado right? like uh-huh. avocado or or papaya or pineapple or, onions, or watermelon that you have yeah kind of that you peel yeah. exactly mm-hmm. um so there's your there's your clean 15 and of course we'll have these lists on our show notes so they'll be there for you to to have um all right now one other note and this is we were just talking about wine um, but there are a couple others. It's a really good idea when you buy either coffee, wine, or chocolate to buy organic. Okay. And fair trade. Try to buy fair trade, at least for coffee and, um, yeah, coffee and chocolate. Um, I've never bought organic wine. I need to try that. Yeah, we should. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, because of I grapes. Should. You we, don't drink wine. <laughs> but I usually buy it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, because... Uh, so anyway, a coffee and chocolate, because coffee and cacao beans are usually grown, or mo- most of them are grown in other less regulated countries. So these are underdeveloped countries that don't have the governmental regulations that maybe some of the, the um, South American countries that, say, cantaloupe comes from, mm-hmm. you know, so they're not regulated. Um, and you, so you want to buy those organic as well and then the the grapes again are among the most heavily pesticide sprayed crops um so buy organic wine uh and i i that's all that that i have i think that's i think we did a pretty pretty basic but comprehensive good primer yeah good primer i think it and again i think what's most helpful at least when i was reading through this is that uh it is you don't have to buy everything organic so you don't, but there are certain things that you want to make sure that mm-hmm. you're buying organic. Right. And just be aware. Um, and with the environmental, um, 
environmental working group, that's something that you can go to their website or you can can do your research on your own to kind of keep up with with what they're saying. And that's a good organization uh, to kind of follow along with. Yeah, quite honestly, and, and some people might disagree because we did talk about does a nutritional value like differ from organic versus non I don't eat apples anymore unless I know it's organic. Mm-hmm. Like I, I went to, I was traveling recently and they had in the club, airline club there, they had like a bowl of fruit. And I thought, oh, cool. And I went over and of course, it doesn't say that. And I'm like, oh, I just couldn't get myself to eat mm-hmm. an apple that I didn't know was organic or not mm-hmm. because I just imagined the pesticides on it. So. But you could eat a banana. Yes, I could have eaten a banana. I don't think they had bananas in there. Yeah. I think they just had apples. But And see, that's, and that's, that's a really good point that you just made because... Just knowing the basics like this will help you make informed decisions when you're someplace where you have to make a an on-the-fly judgment mm-hmm. uh, and you don't have access to all this. Right. You know? So if you know, say, okay, apples are thin skin, I want to buy that organic, but a banana is fine, mm-hmm. you know, and you have a bowl with apples and bananas, mm-hmm. buy the banana. Yeah. So yeah. good, good point. That's awesome. Okay. So I think we're getting into the... Um, Recipe of the week. We've got to come up with a different transition for that. I know, that's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so our recipe this week is snappy green beans and mushrooms. Those are so good. Oh, yeah. And and they're so easy. I mean, it's basically, it's fresh green beans. And you want to use fresh. Don't use canned. That kind of defeats the purpose. Organic. Organic. (laughs) Uh, Fresh green beans and uh, white mushrooms. And, and I love the, the button mushrooms. I love button mushrooms. I mean, there are people who are just like crazy about cremini. And I like cremini too. And and then the big portobellos, which I'm not terribly fond of. But I just love button mushrooms. And you can do so many things with them. And then uh, it's just basically, besides those, garlic, some olive oil, fresh thyme, fresh oregano. If you don't have fresh, you can use dried. But, you know, always use fresh when possible because it's just fresh. And um, then salt, pepper, some lemon zest, and water, a little bit of water. And that's it. It's just took a few minutes, yeah, right? To- yeah, it really does. It just yeah. basically it just takes the what five minutes it takes you to prep everything and then um, long enough uh, cooking, just long enough to saute the mushrooms and garlic and then um, uh, cook the beans until they're crisp tender. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. really good. Awesome side. Yeah, we'll have that on our website as well. Mm hmm. Okay, well, I think that does it for our episode today. It is time to go watch some Walking Walking Dead. Dead. Yes. Okay, so again, we'd love for you to uh, visit our site on our, I'm sorry, our page on iTunes and leave us a rating that would really help us out. And also stop by the show notes and leave a comment if anything in this episode was helpful to you. And also, I was curious if there were folks out there that had tried Weight Watchers before and what success you've had with it. Uh, We'd love to hear about that as well. And um, again, we'll be updating you guys as we progress with that. It seems like a lot of fun. They have a lot of cool tools, uh, uh, web tools and such. And so it looks really good. Yeah. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to, in the spirit of full disclosure, I don't care. I'm just going to say my starting weight. And you don't have to. That's fine. But um, when I when we were on this the other program, when I lost all the weight that I did, I lost a total of forty pounds, a little over forty pounds, and I got down to two oh one, and it just crushed me because I couldn't get past that two oh one, and then I just started. I think it was to, psychological for you, probably. Um, but now I am up to I fluctuate between two twenty one and two twenty four, so that's how much I've gained back. 
Good for so. you. You're that's brave to put that out there. Well, uh, I mean, that you is know. that's awesome. I'm not that brave. No, that's fine. I, <laughs> that's a very well. You know what? Thing. It's not so much about no. It's not so much about that. I'm very superstitious, mm-hmm. and I just feel like if I do that, I jinx I myself. Yeah. So I'm really yeah. Like we're we're very um, and stuff about that. So we're very jinx aware Mine, in this I house. Very, <laughs> 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 I don't talk about the cowboys before they play. I don't talk about my fantasy football team. <laughs> they got slaughtered today. So mm, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that's I. I'm fine with it. Um, that's awesome, and I'm proud of you. I wish I was that thanks. brave, but well, that's okay. And, okay. Uh, hopefully, I'll be. I'll tell you it what. Down. When I lose my weight, then I'll say what I started at. Okay. Yeah. Deal. Deal. All right. Okay. Well, then I think that does it for our show today. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Peace out. Bye. Hey, Veg Centers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.